It's Friday night, 6 p.m. You're tuned into Louie Live, and I'm your host, Louie, and we are definitely live for the next two hours. We're going to start the show off with a song called Days Go By by Dirty Vegas. i 
All right, and that was Days Go By by a group called Dirty Vegas. So it's Friday night, 6 p.m. Hopefully you're out of work for the weekend, already at home or on your way home, getting ready to get all cleaned up and dressed up and go out for the evening, maybe go out, hang out downtown, walk on the waterfront, maybe get a drink or two. Just remember, keep it in moderation. Like I always say. So, my show is a music and talk radio show. And my name is Louie, and I'm an independent. I always have been. I discuss whatever I see on the news or social media. At least start with Vermont topics. Start off with some easy, mellow things. Don't want to drive people too crazy, especially the ones listening in their cars right now. Want them to drive into a telephone pole or something, right? <laughs> because I'm an independent, I don't belong to any political organization. Never have, never will. I always tell people, keep one thing in mind. It's not usually the president who's screwing you over or even the swamp lizards in Washington. Nine out of 10 times, the people screwing you and me over, folks, are the local politicians right here in Burlington or throughout the state of Vermont, the self-proclaimed most liberal state in the United States. And you have to live here to believe it. That's for sure. You can't do anything in the state of Vermont. If you want to build a business, it takes you like 10 years to go through the Act 250 permit process. And a lot of times you won't make it through for numerous reasons. I'll start off with a local story and then we'll jump right on to President Trump because that's all you see on the news 24-7 on all the stations. It's like the Democrats and the liberals and the progressives, they're all in lockstep. You turn on your TV first thing in the morning, tune into any news media outlet, right? And they're all saying the same word all day long. It's like they go to work and they check their email and they're like, the word of the day is smoke, for instance, right? The word of the day changes many times throughout the week, but you can turn on any channel and all of these Democrats are using the exact same word. The word for this week is mafia. President Trump is acting like the head of the mafia. He's acting like the movie The Sopranos. Remember that TV show, The Sopranos, and then the movie The Godfather? You know, they're saying every single channel. All you hear the Democrats saying in lockstep all week long, this week. Hopefully they got a new word for next week, but this week it's Mafia Boss. We'll get to that in a minute, but like I said, you can't do anything in the state of Vermont. It takes forever. This is about 
the Moran generating plant, which has been burnt for about the last 50 years. This article says, we are digging deeper into ongoing work on the Moran plant in Burlington. We told you this past Wednesday that an environmental assessment is underway. You know, we hear that like every year for the last 50 years since the place burnt. To determine what kinds of contaminants there are in the defunct power plant. Well, I've been sitting on the airwaves, folks, for about 25 years now, whether it's the radio or public television or whatnot. I don't even know how many articles I've read about surveys as to what contaminants are in the Moran generating plant. I've read articles saying that there is lead paint and asbestos for sure. And it would cost either $20 million to clean it up and rebuild the plant into a civic center or something. $20 million, right? Or $20 million to tear it down and remove it. And I don't know how many articles I've read also referring to the Memorial Auditorium, right? Which has been sitting there empty for years. Same situation, folks. It's going to cost either $20 million to renovate it or $20 million to tear it down because of lead paint and asbestos. The same old tired story over and over and over. Just like with Donald Trump and Russian collusion, right? And now there's the interference with the Ukrainian president. President Trump called the president of Ukraine and mentioned to him that Joe Biden and his son Hunter did a shakedown on the Ukrainians and the Chinese like the Soprano TV show and the Godfather movie. Are you seeing the similarities, folks? It is not by any guilt of the president, the commander-in-chief of the United States of America, the most powerful country on this planet. It is the president's responsibility and duty to protect us all from shysters like Joe Biden and his son Hunter. And there's also people involved like John Kerry's stepson, right? Whitey Bulger's nephew. How the heck does a group of people like this get together, folks? Hunter Biden, Joe Biden's son, John Kerry's stepson, and Whitey Bulger, the mafia hitman. The one that tried to take out Howie Carr, which Howie Carr talks about every day and has a podcast that he does now referring to Whitey Bulger, the mafia hitman. 
How the heck does three individuals like this come together to do a shakedown of the Ukrainians and the Chinese by using the power of the vice president office when Joe Biden was the vice president of the United States? And we even have it on video. Everybody has seen it time and time and time again all over the media. Joe Biden is in front of the cameras of the world bragging about how he's over in Ukraine and they're looking to get aid money. But the Ukrainian government was investigating Hunter Biden for some sleazy business dealings. And Joe Biden pulled out his power of the vice president's office and he told him, I'm leaving here on a plane in about six hours. I'm not making this up, folks. It's all over the media. It's on YouTube. You can check out these videos of Joe Biden bragging about how he shook down the Ukrainian government. They were asking for aid money, but they're investigating his son, Hunter Biden. Joe Biden told them, I'm leaving on a plane in about six hours. And the guy investigating my son needs to be fired. And they said they weren't going to do it. But for what they're saying is, they had a meeting with this gentleman who was investigating Joe Biden's son, Hunter. Right? And they told him, to quit and put an end to the investigation into Hunter Biden because Joe Biden was blackmailing them like a true mafia boss as on the movie. And Joe Biden brags and he says, I got a phone call and son of a bee, he says, the guy quit. His exact words, son of a bee, the guy quit. Bragging about it. You know, they were telling Joe Biden, this is part that they don't show on the news that much. They were telling Joe Biden, if you don't give us our aid money, hundreds of millions of dollars, we're going to call Obama, President Obama, and telling us that you're trying to blackmail us and shake us down. If we don't put an end to the investigation on your son, Hunter Biden, then you will not give us the hundreds of millions of dollars in aid money. They will call Obama and tell him that. And Joe Biden said, I told them, go right ahead, call Obama, but you're not getting your aid money until you fire the SOB that is investigating my son, Hunter Biden for sleazy business deals. It's all over the internet, folks. Don't take my word for it. Go check it out yourself. Can you believe that? I can't. It's hard to even imagine how people would try to twist it around and try to make it President Trump's fault because he spoke with a Ukrainian president and mentioned the fact that 
Joe Biden had a lot of sleazy business dealings that should be investigated and brought to the public's knowledge because this SOB is running for President of the United States. And if he did that throughout the eight years of the Obama administration, just imagine what he would do as President of the United States. This is one very important question, folks. Do you think that the Ukraine and China are the only two countries that Joe Biden and Obama blackmailed? I would say most definitely not. Most definitely not. This is the responsibility of the President of the United States to speak with anyone and everyone to protect the United States of America and its taxpayers and their money. When I see these people on the news like Congressman Adam Schiff and he's reading the transcript of a phone conversation that happened between President Trump and the President of the Ukraine and there's absolutely nothing wrong with the conversation. He did not read the context of the transcript. Instead, he told the public. He looked into the cameras around the world and he said, this is the impression that I get from reading this text. And he says, Donald Trump is like a mafia boss in the TV show, The Sopranos, right? And he's saying how, uh, I want you to listen to me several times and pay attention because I'm not going to say it again. You know, is this guy mentally ill, Adam Schiff? He is most definitely mentally ill, folks. What people don't realize and talk about is that most of these swamp lizards in Washington, D.C., these senators and congressmen, most of them are Ivy League lawyers. Not your average run-of-the-mill lawyers. They're Ivy League lawyers. And some of them are Rhodes Scholars, like Bill Clinton. He's a Rhodes Scholar. But he was impeached for many corrupt things that they actually had evidence of. Not just statements by some disgruntled former CIA agent, right? Because that's who this whistleblower is. And this guy's not even a whistleblower because a whistleblower is somebody that witnessed something happening. And this guy did not do that. Everybody is acknowledging that the so-called whistleblower did not witness anything firsthand. This guy was not in the room when any of these statements that he made happened. The guy wasn't in the same building. 
Who knows if he was even in the same state or the same country. Sounds to me like he's the man from Mars. And he probably wasn't even on this planet. So, sounds to me like the guys working with the Democrats on the side of the Intel House Intelligence Committee, most definitely I would say, working with the Democrats to put all these statements together. Statements that contain no facts and no evidence, no proof of nothing, once again, just like the Russian collusion, it's another coup d'etat all over again, folks. And they have absolutely nothing. They have 0% chance of impeaching President Donald Trump. Now, like I said, folks, I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat. I'm an independent. I'm telling you what I see and we all see on television, on social media, listen to on the radio. And every single one of these Democrats and liberals and progressives, they got your ear. They got your eyes. They got your mind. And this week, they're all saying in lockstep, Donald Trump is acting like a mafia boss. Just like on The Godfather or The Sopranos. This is what he's telling the guy. You have to read between the lines. This is another one of their phrases, folks. He's acting like a godfather, number one. And you have to read between the lines. Now, having all said that, and having most of these people telling you this BS, who I pointed out are Ivy League lawyers, right? They didn't go to Vermont Law School. No, heck no. No, these big old swamp lizards, they're all road scholars or Ivy League lawyers. They attended Harvard, Yale, Berkeley, you name it, Princeton. Maybe they were bribing the people to get in. Maybe their parents bribed these Ivy League schools to get their kids in there like Felicity Hoffman did, right? Who knows? But like I say, when you're somebody like Congressman Adam Schiff sitting up there amongst all of these congressmen, members of the intelligent committees, Republicans and Democrats, all surrounding him, sitting right to the left of Devin Nunes, right? Devin Nunes has been after these guys on the Intelligence Committee for years, going after the coup d'etat that's after President Trump. And Adam Schiff has the audacity to sit to the left of Devin Nunes saying, this is the impression that I get from reading this transcript, the phone conversation between President Trump and the President 
of the Ukraine. And he starts going into the Altella. <laughs> he starts going in to the script of the Godfather. I mean, once again, is this guy mentally insane? Imagine if he was in Judge Judy's court. She would be pounding that gavel, saying, just the facts. Don't be ridiculous. We don't want to hear what you get from an impression of when you're reading between the lines. You know, Judge Judy would be saying, read me the facts, sir. Read me the evidence where Donald Trump is pressuring the president of the Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden. And Judge Judy would confront everyone and she would tell them that it is the job the duty and the responsibility of any president, the commander in chief, to protect the country and the people of the United States from these people like Joe Biden and his son Hunter Biden trying to shake down the Ukraine people of hundreds of millions of dollars in aid because one of them is investigating his sleazy son, Hunter Biden. And they did the same thing to the Chinese. And if you think these are the only two countries that Joe Biden and his little gang, Hunter Biden, John Kerry's nephew, and I'm sure John Kerry was involved in it too, Whitey Bulger's nephew. What a gang, huh? How does that come together, folks? Birds of a evil feather flocking together, I would say, right? Most definitely. Very similar to the Russian collusion fiasco, which blew up in their faces. Everybody always said, President Trump is going to fire Robert Mueller and put it into the investigation and sweep it under the rug. But he never did. Right? James Comey and all those guys, Brenner, Clapton, they all just kind of resigned on their own. Only one of them got fired. And that was because everybody in the world was telling President Trump to fire him. President Trump just sat back and watched them do their thing through four different investigations. And they say they spent about $40 million. But we all know that's a bunch of BS, folks. When they're telling the public that we spent 40 million taxpayer dollars trying to impeach President Donald Trump. We know that 40 million dollar amount is a bunch of BS, folks. It was probably more like 400 million dollars in all actuality, right? We know that. 
We know that for sure. So we're going to cut to a song. And then we're going to come back at this. We'll burn off the first hour of the show talking about President Trump and all these different theories and coup d'etats trying to take them down. They even have Congressman Al Green. All of these bad apples, the most of them are from California, like Al Green, Adam Schiff, Nancy Pelosi, Gloria Feinstein, who, by the way, had a Chinese chauffeur for like the last 20 years or so, who was actually a spy. Boom. Nobody ever knew. And where was the investigation on that? Did she get removed from power? From having a Chinese chauffeur who was a spy for the last 20 years? God, I could only imagine the conversations they had in her limousine, right? Jesus. All the most of these bad apples are from California. There's got to come a time when they clean out the Department of Justice and the FBI. There's a lot of bad apples out there, folks. And a lot of them were planted there intentionally just to make the next Republican president's life hell. But Donald Trump's a multi-billionaire. I'm sure he's seen many situations throughout his lifetime. Got to grow a tough skin. You got to let many things roll off your back. And that's exactly what he's been doing since day one. And like I sat here from day one and I said, the whole thing is a coup d'etat brought on by the Democrats and their phony dossier which James Comey signed off on four different of the FISA reports, says right on there, this information must be uh, investigated. These statements must be proven true because you're presenting these to four different judges. And they were all lying to four different judges. And like I said, these attorneys are all Ivy League scholars. And they all unanimously agreed to go ahead with this phony dossier report, which they all was known and paid for by Hillary Clinton, who just lost the election to Donald Trump. They all knew it. And they all decided to just go ahead anyhow because they didn't think Donald Trump would be the president. But like I said, folks, from day one, the powers that be were never going to let President uh, Hillary Rodham Clinton become the president of the United States because she's just like pure evil, her and Bill Clinton. And they've been trying to prosecute them and put them in prison since the 70s. And a lot of people have died along the way who have come forward with evidence against the Clintons. It's like I say, folks, if you're the president and you have like a $20 trillion deficit with nothing to show for it, 
And I've always said I think Obama and his administration sat down with everybody, the Republicans, the media, and he says, we're each going to take a billion dollars and we're going to build our own offshore bank to put our billion dollars in. No one will ever come looking for it. They all took a pledge. But they all voted to vote the same when needed. And I kind of wonder, because wasn't it Dwight Eisenhower, uh, Dwight Eisenhower that created the CIA? And then it kind of got out of hand and it became its own little structured country in a way. They just go around the world and they do whatever they want. And I think maybe that they are controlling the Democrat Party because it's obvious that this disgruntled CIA employee was working with the Democrats on the House Intelligence Committee, putting this report together, saying that President Trump pressured the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son Hunter, to knock him out of the political race, right? possibility it's a theory very much doable have the CIA been controlling the Democrats is Joe Biden going to lose the nomination just like Bernie Sanders did Kind of odd, isn't it? Joe Biden announced that he was going to run for president. And the Democrats were dancing in the street. And they were thinking, he's going to mop up the floor with Donald Trump. It's going to be a landslide defeat. Joe Biden beating Donald Trump. They said the same thing about Bernie Sanders. But what happened with Bernie Sanders is the same thing that's happening to Joe Biden, maybe. Maybe the powers of B do not want Joe Biden to be the president of the United States. Just like they didn't want Bernie Sanders to be the president of the United States. They admit the DNC was broke. They had no money. Everybody knows that Hillary Clinton gave the DNC $20 million to keep them floating through the election cycle. She stole the nomination from Bernie Sanders. But as I said from day one, Bernie Sanders wasn't in it to be the President of the United States, folks. He was only in it to take the heat off of Hillary Clinton and to ensure that she got the nomination because this is a guy that's been involved in politics for about 40 years 
And the only thing that he's ever accomplished was renaming two public libraries. <laughs> Pathetic, isn't it? That's all he's known for doing, folks, is he renamed two public libraries throughout his political history of about 40 years. So, like I said, Bernie wasn't in it to become the president. He just wanted to take the heat off of Hillary and her emails and get some money to buy a retirement home, which he did. Bought a house on Lake Champlain. Now he's up to three or four houses. Bernie's a multimillionaire, folks. He is representing the 1%, the rich, that he claims to hate. And he tells people to hate. The rich 1% that he wants to tax to death. 70% of their income. So like I was saying, we're seeing history repeat itself. And remember where you heard it, some folks, right here on Louis Live. You heard it September 27, 2019. That history is repeating itself. And Joe Biden is getting the Democrat nomination for president taken away from him just like they did to Bernie Sanders. The Democrats are helping this disgruntled CIA agent, employee, whatever heck he is. We don't know who it is. That's all we know. This guy is not a whistleblower, folks, because a whistleblower, as I said, is somebody that witnesses something firsthand. This guy did not witness anything which they openly admit. This guy did not witness anything firsthand. But the Democrats from the House Intelligence Committee are working with him. They helped write up these statements. I don't know. History is going to look back on this, folks. And they're going to wonder, you know, how is it that the DOJ, the Attorney General, the FBI, all these different agencies did come forward and investigate these Democrats and prosecute them for treason? How is it possible? It's got to be money and power, right? Blackmailing people. They have dirty secrets on everybody. This Jeffrey Epstein, who just supposedly hung himself in prison. The guy that uh, Bill Clinton and Hillary Clinton were known for flying to his pedophile island in the middle of the ocean and having sex with minors. Yeah. They said this guy had a little black book with everybody's name in it. And he was going to take them all down. But all of a sudden, he hung himself in his prison cell. And that was all swept under the rug, folks. So like I was saying, this guy, who we don't know is to this day, we just know by rumor that he's a disgruntled CIA employee who hates Donald Trump, 
who obviously hates Trump supporters. You know, the Democrats, that's the thing about the Democrats. As an independent, I could never, ever, ever even consider voting for a Democrat because they're really angry that President Donald Trump won the presidential election. And it's not just him. It's the fact that a Republican won. They did this exact same thing to George W. Bush when he was a president. George W. Bush told his administration, do not go out at nighttime. Do not go out drinking and dancing in the bars because we don't need the Democrats following you, taking any pictures of you that can start any type of BS out there to make the people hate him even more. So it's not just President Donald Trump, folks. It's the fact that a Republican won the election and they won't accept it. And Hillary Clinton herself said, if Donald Trump does not accept the fact that she won the presidential office in the election, then something is terribly wrong with him and his supporters, the Republican Party. And she's doing just the opposite. But like I said, folks, history is repeating itself. Bernie Sanders got ripped off of the presidential nomination and Joe Biden's going down like the Titanic. And he is being investigated by people such as Devin Nunes and the Intelligent Investigation Committee. And what's stopping these people, I think, maybe is probably Ruth Gingberg. I think if she resigns from the Supreme Court or dies, President Trump will replace her with a conservative judge. And regardless of when a Democrat gains control of the presidential office, they won't be able to do all their dirty work because the Supreme Court will be loaded with conservative judges who believe in the Constitution and not political pressure. So we'll see, folks. Like I said, Joe, rating, uh, Joe Biden's ratings are dropping like the Titanic. Sinking away he is. And he'll be forced to step aside. Before we go to a song, I'm just going to say that uh, this article right here, the Democrats increase qualifying thresholds for November debate. And a lot of them aren't qualifying. So the field is starting to narrow down, folks. And it says right here, the Democrat National Committee is increasing the polling and fundraising requirements for presidential candidates to qualify for the primary con campaign's fifth debate in November. Just right around the corner, folks. 
The party's announcement comes as candidates make their final fundraising pushes to qualify for the October 15th and 16th debate in Ohio. So put that on your schedule, folks. You don't have to. It's going to be all over the news. It's going to be all over the media to tune in to the Democrat debate in Ohio, October 15th and 16th. I just want to say this really quick. Since President Trump's been in office, he gives the State of the Union speech every year. Regardless of what's going on around the world, when he's on the television talking to us about it, they don't even play it on CBS or ABC or NBC. You're basically only going to see it on the Fox News channel. And that's why folks watch Fox News Channel and they're the number one news agency. CNN is not a news agency, folks. And they should be pulled off the air for lying to the public and creating fake news. But like I was saying how regardless of whatever the president comes on television and talks about, whether it's the State of the Union every year, that's very important. And that should be broadcast on all the networks. CBS, ABC, NBC, CNN, MSNBC, blah, 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 blah. Right? But it's not. But the other day, when they released the phone transcript, the conversation between President Trump and the President of the Ukraine, my God, it was everywhere. It was on all the networks all day. And they weren't really reading the transcript because they don't want you to hear for yourself. And you can go on the internet, folks, and read it for yourself. But they did not want you to know that this conversation, as President Trump said, was perfect. Nothing wrong with it at all. Nothing illegal with it at all. It is the president who is the commander-in-chief his duty, his responsibility, his obligation to the people of this country and the country itself. It's his obligation and duty, folks, to investigate these people like Joe Biden and his son Hunter for shaking down these countries, especially like the Ukraine that desperately needs financial aid. all over the news when they released the transcript of the phone call between President Trump and the President of the Ukraine. But when he does a spade of the Union speech, they don't care. They don't broadcast it because it's nothing to damage him. Nothing to impeach him with. And you know, folks, whatever they've been saying on airwaves or across the media, about this transcript is nothing. Just a big fat nothing burger. You know, what President Trump should have been saying in that conversation is, I demand, yes, I demand that you investigate Joe Biden and his son. I demand that you investigate these two guys and John Kerry and his stepson 
and Whitey Bulger's nephew and all of these people trying to shake you down for investigating Joe Biden's son. President Trump should have said, I demand as the commander-in-chief that you investigate these people for the national security sake of the United States of America and the Ukraine and China. And I also want to know how many other countries that Joe Biden and his little gang shook down. President Trump and the Republicans and the investigation committees and whatnot, they need to stop paying attention to these Democrats because they have absolutely nothing. And they need to start investigating them, folks. And they need to investigate Obama and his administration for selling 20% of our uranium to the Russians, the evil Russians. Very serious matter, folks. 21st century, the year 2019, all the Democrats, progressives, liberals, they all refer to the Russians as the evil empire to this very day. But yet, Obama and his administration, Hillary Clinton was the Secretary of State, somehow they all voted to give the Russians, the evil Russians, 20% of our uranium. And this grade of uranium is for building bombs, nuclear bombs, that have the capability of killing millions of people. I've always said they need to do an investigation and a survey as to how many nuclear bombs you could make with 20% of our uranium at that time. That's all we hear about is 20% of our uranium. How much was it? Was it more than a bread box? Could it make maybe a hundred nuclear warheads? Maybe a thousand? How many dirty bombs could they create with 20% of our uranium? How many people in the United States could you kill with 20% of our uranium. That's what I want to know, folks. And that's what you ought to demand. You know, it's pretty pathetic about how easy it is that you can be a politician on any level. These politicians... You know, they probably come walking out of the White House and they say, hey, let's go have brunch. And then after that, we'll go play golf. But first, I have to walk up to the microphone here. And I'm going to look into those cameras and I'm going to say into those microphones, let's impeach this mother effer, Donald Trump. And then the cloud cheers 
And then the politicians look at one another and they say, okay, we can go to brunch now and then we can go play golf and we're good for another couple weeks or a month. Don't have to do anything. No responsibilities. They don't have to represent the constituents that put them in office. They don't have to work on our decaying bridges or our roads. They don't have to think about the one trillion dollars that Obama had for his shovel-ready projects. Over a trillion dollars, folks, for his shovel-ready projects that were going to create millions of jobs, restoring the roads, fixing the bridges that are crumbling. Didn't hear any of that. Didn't hear what happened to the trillion dollars. Nobody's held responsible. Nobody was investigated. It's pretty sad, huh, folks? These politicians, Alexandria Cortez, right? She was a taco waitress in New York. Only 15,000 people came out to vote. And she won the election. And now she's a congresswoman making like $175,000 a year plus full Cadillac benefits. That's right, folks. Full medical, full dental. Pay off your student loans. If she was married, they would pay off her husband's student loans. If she had children, they would pay off her stu- uh, children's student loans. If you work in her administration or Bernie's administration or any of them, all your student loans are forgiven. They don't want to tell you that stuff, folks. They live like royalty. Anybody can get voted in office. President Trump, for instance. No, never had a political office in his life. Never. Never sat on a school board. Was never a city councilor. Was never a mayor. Never a legislator. Never a governor. Never a senator, congressman. Nothing. But he ran for president of the United States. Using most of his money. And he won the election. Because why? Because in a nutshell, folks. Everybody hates Hillary and Bill Clinton. They're so sick of these people. Every time you would turn on the news, they were involved in something dirtier than the last time that you turned on the news. And anybody that wanted to submit any evidence to try to take them down ended up dead. You know, they commit suicide. They found them on the side of the river with three bullet holes in the back of their head. Yeah, they committed suicide, all right, folks. <laughs> But like I say, somewhere down the road, they all took a potload of money and took an oath to agree to work in lockstep. So, like I said, when Eisenhower created the CIA, he never intended for them to become as powerful as they are.
and then you've got this disgruntled CIA employee or agent or whatever he is. We don't even know. This person writes a statement saying how Donald Trump pressured the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden and his son for corruption. I mean, why does this guy care? This guy's not a whistleblower, like I said. You gotta let this sink into your head, folks. He is not a whistleblower because he did not witness any of these statements firsthand. Any of these happenings in the statements, he did not witness firsthand. He is not a whistleblower. But the Democrats that worked with him on the House Intelligence Committee to create these statements, and we know that for a fact too, folks. They worked in collusion with this guy. And there is the word of the day again right there, collusion. They worked in collusion with this guy, this disgruntled CIA employee or whatever he was. Once again, to try to create a two d'etat to take down the President of the United States. It's Russian collusion all over again. And people need to stop paying attention to the Democrats. And these people on these investigation committees need to start prosecuting, whether it's Republicans or Democrats, I don't care who it is. You know, you need to clean up the swamp, drain the swamp. Once you prosecute one, the rest are going to fall like dominoes. And that's what we need to do, folks. We need to clean this country up. So starting off the second hour of our show, should we uh, go to some local Vermont news? Or maybe some national news? Or should we just stick with the D.C. swamp? Maybe we'll just stick with that. Because like I said, folks, I usually come in here every week with about a couple dozen articles to read. And I usually just get involved in politics. And you could just talk about that corruption forever. Because that's all it is. And that's all that ever happens. It just gets talked about. That's what people are really tired about. The fact that everyone is pointing the finger at one another, saying this person is more corrupt than I am and blah, 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 blah. And that person should be investigated and that person should be prosecuted. But nothing ever happens, folks, because like I say, they walk up to the microphone and they make a statement about impeaching Trump. And the crowd cheers. And then they walk off and they go have brunch or they go play golf or whatever. And they have to do absolutely nothing to represent the constituents that's paying their salaries and their administration salaries. So let's just stick with that for a while, right? So like I said, the field of Democrats is narrowing down. The next debate is October 15th and 16th in Ohio. So 
To make the November debate, candidates must have at least 165,000 unique donors with at least 600 each in at least 20 states. And they say that's up from 130,000 donors with 400 donors in each of at least 20 states for September and October. And a lot of them don't have that, folks. And the field is starting to narrow. And candidates also must hit 3% in at least four national or early state polls or hit 5% in two early state polls. So, who's actually going to make it through that loophole? Joe Biden's sinking like the Titanic. He's losing the nomination, just like Bernie Sanders did when they stole it. It's a well-known fact. The DNC was broke. Donna Brazil was running the show. She took $20 million or so from Hillary Clinton and gave her the nomination. And Bernie did nothing about it. So you have to think to yourself, folks. Bernie didn't stand up for himself. So you know darn well he wouldn't stand up for me. Whether you're Republican, Democrat, Progressive, Liberal, whatever. Walked away with his tail between his legs. Bought himself a home on Lake Champlain. Sat on the porch for a while, looked at the lake. He's probably going to get another house out of this deal. That's for sure. So who's going to be left standing? Who has that many donors? Probably Elizabeth Warren. Probably Bernie. That's what's going to come down to. Kamala Harris. Yeah, you can't believe a word that comes out of her mouth. You know, she's a sleazy prosecutor. You know, she was well known for putting people in prison to the fullest extent of the law for selling a little marijuana and stuff here and there, right? But yet, she wants to legalize marijuana as president. She wants to legalize prostitution. Wow. It's not good, ladies. Shows that she has no respect for a woman whatsoever. She has no respect for marriage or relationships. How can you? Any person, man or woman, that is going to go out and seek the services of a prostitute does not believe in relationships or marriage. So if Kamala Harris is voted in as president, folks, there goes that. You know, there's any chance that you ever really had of finding a good partner, a good relationship. It's over if you vote for her. She's not going to make it anyway, folks. It's just an ambulance chaser. Cory Booker, this guy here. I guess he's a switch hitter. You know, he's got himself a girlfriend now. 
but he was on the news not too long ago about sexually accosting a man in a men's room bathroom. How sleazy is that, huh? That's creepy. You can't even go into the bathroom without someone like Cory Booker making sexual advances on you. And we don't need him, folks, that's for sure. The powers that be aren't not going to let Cory Booker be the president of the United States or Kamala Harris. It's not going to be Joe Biden because he's sinking like the Titanic. So I'm predicting that probably Elizabeth Warren will get the Democrat nomination. But this woman, folks, is a looney tune. You know, and in order to get a teaching job at Harvard, she put on the application that she's an American Indian. She's an indigenous person. She lied. And she carried that lie for over 30 years. And finally, from the pressure from Donald Trump and just the average American like myself that looked at her and says, there's no way in heck that this lady is an Indian, that's for sure, no. I'm not buying that high cheekbone stuff, not at all. But she does speak with forked tongue, right? Okay. She took the DNA test and she was like one in 1,024th of 1% Indian. But she lied to get this job teaching at Harvard. And she carried that lie for 30 years. And she stood in front of, I don't even know how many crowds of people telling that lie over and over and over again. You know, As they said when Bill Clinton was president, if you keep telling the same lie over and over and over, eventually people will start to believe it. And that's what she did for over 30 years, folks. Telling people the lie that she's an indigenous person, a Native American. Her word means nothing. Her oath of office means nothing. So, she's not going to become the president, that's for sure. And regardless of who you are, I don't even care if you're on the soil of the United States of America. You could be in Russia or China, North Korea, Spain, France, Turkey, anywheres, watching this Democrat debate. And you're listening to all of these candidates, like Bernie Sanders. He wants to tax you 70% of your wealth. You imagine that, folks? And a lot of these people want to tax you 80% of your wealth.
Alexandria Cortez was a taco waitress who became a congresswoman. She's making $175,000 a year, folks. And she's crying that that's not enough money. These politicians want to give themselves a substantial raise. Right? They don't want you or me to have a raise. And if you do get a raise, they want to take 70 per 80% of your income in taxes. There's people working two or three jobs now can't afford their rents. And is that the fault of the president of the United States? Whether it's Donald Trump or Obama or George W. Bush or Bill Clinton, Ronald Reagan? No, it's not, folks. The reason that we have these exuberants across the United States of America is because if you go online and you look at any of these websites like apartment.com and whatnot, they will tell you that the national average for one square foot of rental property, I don't know for sure, folks, but I'm just saying this as a for instance. As a for instance is $2.50 per square foot on the average. And these websites all work in conjunction to screw us over. Whether you're in Vermont, California, Indiana, Texas, these people are all working together to charge us $2.50 a square foot per average for rental income. And then a lot of it depends on what neighborhood you're in. You know, if you're living in a better class neighborhood, you're going to be paying more per square foot. But they want to give themselves a raise, folks, and easily get it. This article right here says the Senate sends Trump stopgap spending bill averting a shutdown. So the Senate passed a temporary government-wide funding bill this past Thursday that staves off the risk of a government shutdown through November 21st. The measure would buy additional time for lawmakers to work to unclog a $1.4 trillion bundle of yearly spending bills that is hung up amid fights over President Donald Trump's border wall and abortion. Those measures face a variety of obstacles, and it's not clear whether Congress will pass them. You see, they care more about not building the border wall. The Democrats want to drop the borders. They openly say it. Every one of them says if they are elected president, they will drop the borders and flood the United States of America with people from around the world that God only knows their backgrounds. But we do know one thing for certain folks. Since the invention of television and the radio, we know for a fact that these people in other countries dance in the street, burning the American flag, chanting, death to America, death to Americans. They want to see 
blood in the streets. That's what they say, folks. Like I say, I don't make this stuff up. You've seen it. A lot of people are so turned off by the news. They don't even watch the news. Most people turn on the HGTV channel. And they're watching these houses being flipped. You know, these shows all about buying a house. And in 30 to 60 days, they put $50,000 into it, renovating it. And then they put it back on a market and they make $100,000, $200,000 profit, flipping properties. And you go into a store and you see one of the most popular items now is shiplap, right? Boards on a wall, shiplap, and barn doors. Big sellers, folks. All because people do not want to watch the news. They are so turned off by everything that is going on in the world, and they turn on every channel, and they are being bombarded. They are being brainwashed. These liberals and Democrats are putting out the message in lockstep. And the word for the week is mafia boss. Right? You're being brainwashed, folks. And you have to start dragging these politicians' feet to the fire. The same thing with the news media. You have to start contacting these people and say, you are a news agency. I want to know the news. I don't want you to read a phone script between the president of the United States and the president of the Ukraine and telling me this is the impression that you get when you read this transcript. You're getting the impression that President Donald Trump is a mafia boss and he's pressuring the president of the Ukraine. I don't want to hear your impression. I want you to read me the facts. I want you to put into my head the most foremost thing that this disgruntled CIA employee did not witness anything that he wrote in this statement in collusion with the Democrats on the Intelligence Committee. This is what I want you to tell me. This is another attempt to unseat the President of the United States of America. And it is his job to tell us and to tell the president of the Ukraine and China, these two countries that Joe Biden and his son and their little gang of treasonists tried to shake down these countries. And I want you to tell me the facts that it is this president Donald Trump and any president before him and after him's duty and responsibility to the United States and the people of America. It is his responsibility as commander-in-chief to demand that Joe Biden and his son and their little gang be investigated and prosecuted and put in prison. Yes, folks. That is the news. And what you are getting bombarded with 
and brainwashed with is not the news. It is Adam Schiff's impression that he gets when he reads the phone transcript of the conversation between President Donald Trump and the President of Ukraine. So, like I was saying, folks, nothing ever gets done. And these congressmen still want more money. But this is one of the only times that their request for a raise was denied. So, let's move on to some other things about President Donald Trump and the swamp lizards. This article says right here at the UN, President Trump attracts globalism and he urges pressure on Iran. He took the center stage at the UN General Assembly this past Tuesday to deliver a strong defense of nationalism while extorting the world to act against Iran's bloodlust and rising aggression. And why is that all of a sudden that the Iranians grew these iron kahunas, brass kahunas, let's go with that. All of a sudden, the Iranians developed these brass kahunas. Is it maybe because John Kerry's over there instructed them? He has been since President Trump walked into office. We see on the news on a daily basis, John Kerry's over there having meetings with the Iranians. And he's telling them, you just hold firm because President Trump's going to be impeached. And then you can deal with the next president, which he's so sure is going to be a Democrat. John Kerry should be investigated for this and prosecuted for treason. Everybody says it, but it's not happening. And those are the facts, folks. He very well can be prosecuted for treason, John Kerry. That's all he got to do, folks. Start out with John Kerry, prosecute him, put him in prison, you're going to see the rest of them falling like domicles. And then President Trump can move forward with keeping America great for the people that love this country. Whether you're born here or you migrate here the legal way. Everybody's welcome, folks. Just got to come here the legal way. Look at the unemployment rate in Vermont, folks. It's down to like 2%. When has that ever happened? Not in my lifetime. And I'm pushing 60 years old. I'll be 60 years old this coming Monday. Matter of fact, my wife is happy that I'm finally turning 60. <laughs> It's like when she turned 50 ahead of me. She's three years older than I am. 
Yeah, she's a cradle robber. That's her, folks. She turned 50, and then three years later, I turned 50. And she's like, oh, my God, you're finally turning 50. And now I'm turning 60. And she's like, oh, my God, you're finally turning 60. And I'm like, well, you know, that's okay, folks. So the unemployment rate in Vermont is 2%. It's never been that low in the 60 years that I've been alive. What do we owe it to? We owe it to the fact that we have a president sitting in the Oval Office. And this guy's not afraid to say that he loves this country and he loves the people. No, sir, he definitely is not. And he puts the people first. Not the illegal immigrants like the Democrats do. That's really a pathetic thing, folks. Everybody knows. Like I say, you don't take my word for it. It's all over the media. The Democrats put illegal immigrants first. You remember last year when uh, the governor of New Jersey, they passed a law giving free college education to illegal immigrants? Can you imagine that? You know, did my kids get a free college education? No. Did your kids? No. What are we getting out of the deal? We're getting the bill. We're getting the bill to pay for illegal immigrants to go to college. It's insane. Then you got these lunatics who go out there protesting and they're blocking the roads throughout Chittenden County this past Monday. And they're demanding things like on climate change and rights for illegal immigrants. You've got Governor Phil Scott, he's on the news. He doesn't like that the Border Patrol is stopping vehicles and asking you, are you an American citizen? Governor Scott is on the news saying he wants the Border Patrol to stop doing this. Patrick Leahy was on the news recently saying he wants the Border Patrol to stop stopping people throughout the state of Vermont and asking them if they are illegal immigrants, asking if they have drugs in the car or weapons or large amounts of cash, asking them if they have a simple driver's license. Senator Patrick Leahy wants the Border Patrol to stop that. Governor Phil Scott wants the Border Patrol to stop that. What the heck is the wrong with these guys? Right? Can you like imagine if our founding fathers were here? They would march these guys right out onto the lawn of the White House and hang them by the neck. They wouldn't even waste a bullet on these guys for the firing squad. These guys would have the word treason stamped on their forehead. Can't even believe it. And these people are all out defending these illegal immigrants and they're protesting and they're blocking the highways and the roads. A lot of ambulances can't get through with people that are dying in the back. We've seen all of this. 
whenever something happens and an illegal immigrant does it, somebody gets killed, his blood is on the hand of the Democrats running these sanctuary states and cities, defending illegal immigrants. You know, if that person wasn't in the United States, your relative that they killed would still be alive. I hate to say it, folks, but they have the catch and release program. You know, these police officers in these sanctuary cities and states are directed to catch people and release them if they're illegal immigrants. Even if they, like, had a car accident and killed somebody, right? They bring them down to the police station if they do. And then it was we seen on the news, the ICE agents show up to get them, and they're let out the back door. These are people that just killed one of your loved ones. The police and the judges and the lawyers are letting them out the back door. Are these people that are supposedly representing us, are they on the take? Are they getting money from the crime world to catch and release criminals? It's obvious that they are, don't you think? A decent American or human being would not do that. Somebody's involved in a car accident or whatever. Somebody's selling drugs and a person using drugs gets killed by an overdose or something and they release these people? What the heck is going on, folks? This guy was on the news right here. A Burlington man accused of murdering his wife with a meat cleaver will await trial behind bars instead of in a mental health facility. So how is the Department of Corrections set up to handle cases like this? This was a situation where there was like three different people involved in heinous crimes like this. And the lawyers and the judges let them go. Walk in the streets. This is a guy who killed his wife with a meat cleaver. And then he attacked his mother-in-law with a meat cleaver. And almost killed her. Should this guy be in prison? Or a mental health facility? No, folks. He should be right on death row. You know, this guy, in my opinion in many people's opinion, doesn't deserve to live a comfortable life for however long that may be, having a nice bed to sleep in, three meals a day, medical, dental, or educate him to become a prison lawyer, to try to find a loophole to get himself out of prison. No, this guy is pure evil. This guy should be on a death penalty. And I'm not talking about 10, 20 years. And most of these people on a death penalty, on death row, they're never put to death. It's insanity. You know, folks, like I say, there's a lot of evil in this world. And the Democrats 
all of them running for president say they will drop the borders. They will flood this country, the United States of America, with people we know absolutely nothing about except for the fact that, as I said, since the invention of television and radio, we've witnessed them chanting in the streets, death to Americans. We witnessed these people right here in America, folks, chanting in our own streets saying death to Americans. So then you see this next article that says, can the Vermont lifestyle help attract new state troopers? <laughs> well, I don't think so, folks, because how is a police officer supposed to take the oath to uphold the laws of the land and protect the people, the legal citizens of America. How are they supposed to uphold those laws and protect the people when every time a police officer goes to a drug scene, goes into an unknown situation, puts their life on the line. And as they say, many of these officers, they go to work every day. They don't know if they're going to come home. They don't know if they're going to see their wife and their children and their relatives or their friends again. But they do know, as we've seen, police officers in New York City, they were talking to a man in his car or whatever. And everybody came up and started throwing buckets of water on these police officers. Now, the article says, can Vermont lifestyle help attract new troopers? Well, when these police officers are so afraid to uphold the law from being sued by somebody that they're arresting, for instance, for pulling them over, finding out they don't have a driver's license, a registration, or insurance, or they have a weapon in the car, or they have drugs in the car, or a large amount of money, or they're trafficking human people in the car. They're afraid to do their jobs because these people from like the American Civil Liberties Union are just dying to represent criminals like this, saying they have rights. Illegal immigrants have rights to be here, according to the people of the American Civil Liberties Union. My opinion, folks, is they don't. And maybe it's time that we uh, think about putting an end to the American Civil Liberties Union because they're not doing what they're originally intended for. They're not representing people that are having their legal rights taken from them. And I'm talking about the average person, folks. I'm not talking about drug dealers or rapists or pedophiles or illegal immigrants, which is basically what you think that that's all they represent nowadays because you turn on the news, they're suing somebody. You know, these people sue the city of Burlington for trying to build a Southern Connector. All these organizations, they say, well, 
It's been like 50 years. The plans haven't been updated in like the last several years, whatever. We're going to sue. Sue, 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 sue. We're going to resist. Resist, resist, resist. What the heck are they resisting, folks? Don't people drive their cars around the city of Burlington for like the last 50 years seeing how we need a southern connector? The traffic in the city of Burlington is congested bumper to bumper pretty much any time of the day or night. It's terrible. Streets are all potholes. Have you ever driven down Shelburne Road in front of Price Chopper? That piece of road is a disaster. I mean, it's like driving over a roller coaster. Where's all your taxes going to? That's what I like to know, folks. Where are all your taxes going to? Going to illegal immigrants? Going towards bringing in refugees? Don't speak our language. Don't want to speak our language. Don't want to assimilate. That's a fact. There aren't a lot of people that you see on the news saying, I'm so happy I came to America. I feel like I've died and gone to heaven because the country where I was living in is all destroyed by war. People are starving to death over there. These people like Ilan Omar, Congresswoman of Minnesota, right? They don't want to assimilate. Back where they came from. Women have no rights. Women have no freedom of speech. They're all wearing burqas over their heads. You can't even see their faces. A lot of people don't realize, but you, know, you can go on Google and look out the history of Afghanistan, for instance. Back in the 70s, women over there were educated, teachers, doctors, lawyers. But then ISIS came to town, right? These radicalized Muslims and took control, took away women's rights made them wear burqas over their heads. They're no longer educated. They no longer have freedom of speech. A lot of them are sold into sex trafficking. It's terrible. You know, and I put the word out through social media saying how people should be outraged. Where are the marches for these people? You know, they have the Million Woman March in Washington, D.C. For what? I don't even know what it's about. You know, I turn on the news and I see a bunch of people running around with hats and outfits that look like vaginas. You know, <laughs> I don't even know what they're talking about. There's so much going on in the world, folks. 
so much evil. But yet people are walking around in hats and costumes that look like a vagina. And I'm supposed to get it. I don't get it at all, folks. People say that uh, women don't have equal rights. And in a lot of situations, they don't. But then, in a lot of different situations, men don't have the equal rights that women have. And men don't have the camaraderie that they have amongst women. Because I see all over the world women are chanting girl power, woman power. That's okay. But what about camaraderie? You know, I'm on Facebook. And I get people requesting to be my friend. And they want me to come and like their page or their group. Well, not their group, but they like me to like their page. And it's about woman power or whatever. And I'll say, well, you know, you're having a meeting. Can I come to one of your meetings? They'll say, no, you can't because it's just for women. And I'm like, okay, so why do you want to... uh, be my friend on Facebook because maybe I have 5,000 friends on one page and you want access to my friends? Is that all it is? I see how the Girl Scouts put pressure on the Boy Scouts to be let in. I don't think you should be changing the Boy Scouts or the Girl Scouts. But if you want them to mix together, then maybe they should create a totally new organization for boys and girls. Nothing wrong with that, right? The girls demand that they be let into the Boy Scouts. People are telling me, Louie, there's like 70 different genders nowadays. You got to accept it. I'm not like, I'm a loner. I'm not a person that goes out seeking friends. I don't go fishing with people and hunting and whatever. I don't go on a bowling team. It's just how I am. I'm a man of the public. I've always been a public figure. But when I walk off of the microphone, I go home to my family and watch the news just like you do and go out and have a meal and just try to enjoy life. Get up every day. You can't get up every day hating people because you're just ruining your life. You know, whether you hate gay people or Jewish people or Afghanistan people, you know, it doesn't matter. You just... Ruining your life, folks. You know, I'm just a loner. I accept everybody. But, like I said, I'm not looking to go out bowling with anybody either. Or canoeing, or hunting, or fishing. It's just how I am. 
but it's become a society that these certain people, they say, if you're not one of us, then they hate you. And a perfect example of that is the Democrats. Hillary Clinton hates Donald Trump. And she says that any of his uh, supporters, she labeled them as deplorables. Well, that's not nice. You know, you lost. Run again. Go do something else. Look at Jimmy Carter. He was a president. Not a good one at all. You know, he was labeled as the worst president in history until Obama came along. Gerald Ford was a bad president also. Anybody remember anything that Gerald Ford did? He was Republican. I got no problem saying that as a president, Gerald Ford was a pretty lousy president. So was Jimmy Carter. Remember Jimmy Carter? He used to come on TV at night and he'd be sitting there in his chair and he'd have his sweater on and he was telling everybody, he says, you have to lower, uh, lower your thermostat in your home to like 65, 68 degrees because Jimmy Carter said we were going to run out of fossil fuels by the year 2000. Does that sound familiar to you folks? How many people are telling us now that because of fossil fuels, we're at a tipping point. We have about 10, 12 years before the ice caps melt and the oceans rise. New York City is underwater. Martha's Vineyard is underwater. People believe that. They argue over it. They hate one another over it. If you do not believe what the Democrats are pushing, that the ice caps are melting, and we're at a tipping point, we have 10 to 12 years before we're all underwater, drowning. You know who doesn't believe that, folks? Obama. Because as we've all just witnessed, Obama just bought a home in Martha's Vineyard for $15 million on the beach. So if Obama believed that we're at a tipping point and the ice caps are melting and within about 12 years we're all going to be underwater and it's going to be the end of the world, right? If he believed that, he would be out trying to change things. But he's not. Bought himself a house, Martha's Vineyard, on the beach. Proving that he doesn't believe in global warming, folks. He doesn't believe in climate change. He doesn't believe this 16-year-old little girl from Sweden that's in front of the UN last week, giving a speech saying, how dare you for stealing my youth? 
How dare you for putting all of this onto my generation's shoulders? The 16-year-old girl, folks. They showed her in other situations. She is an actress. She is a paid actress. And she is reading speeches written for her by the Democrats pushing climate change. And they want to track you to the tune of $100 trillion to fight climate change. You imagine that? And they say, where are we going to get that $100 trillion from? Well, we're going to get it from the rich, the evil 1%, like Bernie Sanders, who owns a few houses and is worth multi-millions of dollars. Good name for Bernie Sanders, Mr. 1%. He doesn't believe in climate change either, and the ice caps melting. Bernie Sanders was busted a while ago for spending, what was it, $300,000 a month to travel in private jets. Can you imagine that? Spending $300,000 a month to travel in private jets. You know the carbon those things produce? Wow. Hard to believe. He can create all of that pollution traveling on private jets and then walk off and step onto a stage and condemn you for driving a gasoline engine powered vehicle for not driving an electric car. Shame on you, according to Bernie Sanders. Shame on you, Bernie, for creating all of that pollution with your private jet. Just like Al Gore and Leonardo DiCaprio fly around the world on their private jets talking about how you Need some solar panels on your house to fight climate change. I saw a picture the other day on social media showing one of Al Gore's mansions. And they pointed out that there is not one solar panel on his roof or on the entire property. What a phony, huh, folks? We all need to wake up and smell the coffee. And speaking of coffee, isn't it funny how everything's tied together? I can go right back to Jimmy Carter just saying we need to wake up and smell the coffee. Because when Jimmy Carter was the president, and as I said, he sat on television in his sweater telling us to turn down our thermostats to like 65 to 68 degrees because we're going to run out of fossil fuels by the year 2000, which we never did, somebody ought to confront Jimmy Carter and say, hey, what was that pack of lies you were pushing to us, huh? What about it, pal? I don't care how many houses you build for habitats of humanity, you are still up there in the rankings for worst president ever. And like I said, referring to coffee, I was a teenager. I worked for the Price Chopper grocery store on the Berrymont Player Road. 
and they said, there's a shortage in coffee. And they told us there's a shortage in peanut butter. And in the back of the store, folks, there was rows of pallets and pallets of coffee and peanut butter. And they would keep just a few cans of coffee out there at an outrageous price because there was a shortage. And they would keep just a few jars of peanut butter out on the shelf because there was a shortage of peanut butter. And they were also marked up at an outrageous price. And people would come down the aisle and they'd be like, oh my God, there's like four cans of coffee left. I better buy them because there's a shortage. And then they'd go out down the other aisle and say, oh my God, there's three jars of peanut butter. I better buy these two at an exorbitant price, inflated price, because there's a shortage. They buy them. And people would sit up in the windows. They had these catwalks up towards the ceiling with these windows with one-way mirrors on them that you could look out and watch shoplifters and whatnot. And people would sit up there and watch people buying all of this coffee and this peanut butter, thinking that there wasn't any more to be had. And they would laugh. They would laugh, folks. And then someone would go down and put down another three or four cans of coffee and another three or four jars of peanut butter. And there used to be gas lines because there was gas shortages. And you had stickers saying which day you could go get your gas tank filled up on your vehicle. And that was all just a big lie that Jimmy Carter and his administration, Democrat administration, was pumping out there to brainwash the people to think that we were running out of fossil fuels and we would be out by the year 2000. And it's like that Aerosmith story, folks. It's the same old story, the same old song and dance. You know that song? Still pushing climate change. End of the world. Ice caps are flooding. We have to tax you 80% of your income to fight climate change. Some estimates are $100 trillion dollars. Well, you know, folks, we have a deficit now, I think, of like, what, $21 trillion in the year 2019. But yet, they want to just drop it right on you. And even Joe Biden said at one of the debates to Kamala Harris, he said, your plan to fight climate change comes at the cost of approximately $40 trillion dollars. And he said, you cannot tax the oil companies and big business. They will just shove their money offshore like they do. And it will come out of the pockets of the American taxpayer. And it will be the largest chunk of income coming out of their paycheck every week. And Joe Biden confronted Kamala Harris at the debate with these facts. It's like I say, folks, don't take my word for it. 
Go out there and search the internet. But I got to get going. And I'm going to see you back here next Friday, 6 to 8 p.m. Hope you enjoyed the show today. I'm going to leave you with a little Aerosmith from the Permanent Vacation album. And the song is called Hangman. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Y'all have a good weekend. Bye. You are now listening to the North Star Radio Show. Wait, wait, wait.